0: Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and this morning I've already had a little adventure of my own. So my little Corolla decided it it didn't want to start this morning. It doesn't like cold weather like me. (laughs) So anyway, now I've got to venture out for a new battery probably this weekend. Um, Hopefully I'll be able to, to make it back and forth and have no issues i did take our starter kit with us that is a really cool contraption whoever has invented such a thing in a little tiny little tiny box is, is super super cool because at first my whole mentality was well we got to get solomon up so we can get his car going so we can jump my car and he was like no we have a starter and i'm thinking what is he even talking about that tells you how old school that i am with this whole thing um and then I left my husband's flashlight inside my car. We're driving down the road, and he's like calling me, Did you leave my magnetic light? I have no clue what he's even talking about. And I'm like, Um, he's like, I think you left it inside the car when you closed the hood, <laughs> so we had to pull over. <laughs> so, anyway, I said, What an adventure that I pray we don't have any problems. I'm hoping it's just the cold, cold weather. I'm telling y'all, it's freezing, it's 47, but to me. That's the blessed Alaskan frontier wilderness. I get so cold, um, and it's freezing at work too. I mean, super cold at work. So um, it's not very uh, conducive to to me. <laughs> anyway, so I finished the Tale of Despero yesterday. If any of you follow me on social media, you saw my picture taken um, book. I put them up on Pinterest as the books that I have read, and I, po- I post them all out, and then I um, talk about them with my friends who's who's now finished them or read them too with me, um, and I always do that with authors. I always try to shout out their work, as you should do the same thing, and so while I was out shouting out, I was on Facebook, and I put the picture up in my Jen Lowry author Page. Then I was scrolling and I saw book, you know, events that you might be interested in kind of post and Grace Lynn is going to be at my library and I'm like, how is this happening? That she's a Newbery honor winner. She's like number one in children's Asian literature. Um, go look her up if you've never looked her up. I'm like, as soon as I saw her name, I was like, Okay, and I also have another one of her books at work that I read with my students that's in a short story, uh, collection. I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to have an opportunity to do a meet and greet with her. So, that's really cool, um, and I, you had to get tickets for this one, and it was free, but you still had to do the Eventbrite. I guess they wanted to know how many people were coming, so, um, I definitely clicked on that joker. It says it's pretty much geared for adults because they're going to be talking about diversity and diverse books. So that's my whole passion as well. Uh, I did ask my oldest son, because he's like an old man, we pick at him. Uh, did he want to go? And he said, "Nah, no, nah, I don't want to go. So, um, I'm going by myself. That's okay. I've invited all of my author friends that are local. I've invited people from my school. Uh, to attend the event. I'm going to shout it out today. And uh, and let's just see if I can um, get any other uh, of my literacy folks to, to come on over and, and attend it with me. But I'm really looking forward to that. That is coming up, too. That is just next week. And I was like, wow, I have not even seen this thing advertised. So that just lets you know to be vigilant and to be on the lookout for events near you Um, you never know who you would be able to meet and how you can be inspired by that meeting and so i put it up on my facebook group last night and i told the uh, the wabbers out there i was like guys you need to take every opportunity that you can to attend events i actually love the past events that i've been to because i did not walk away void of some kind of tidbit. Like, I carried something with me from each event. I will tell you that I loved the tea and coffee, uh, and the banana pudding one. The one that, uh, had, he had a beautiful book about bees. His name was Lester, a North Carolina author. Uh, just beautiful work. Um... I learned something from his talk. I learned something from uh, Scott Rankin's talk about the Nixia trilogy when I was at the bookstore. And because I, I sit in a corner and I engage with learning, like I'm listening, I'm watching, I'm seeing reactions. There's so much you can learn from events, and then I get inspired and it helps me stay motivated because I love to hear author stories. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, so, I've got that event coming up. And so, yesterday, when I finished the book, I was like, man, now I've got to go next. i got to get a next book. i got to get it in my hand. And so, I already have it. It's Ramey Nightingale. That's going to be my next Kate DiCamillo book. Um, this series, it's about three girls. And so, you've got Ramey Nightingale. You've got Louisiana Way Home It's the second book. And then, the third book is Beverly Right Here. And on the podcast, I know we're going to be talking about Beverly right here, but I had to go back to Ramey and actually meet her and go through that series. So I'm looking forward to starting that new book today. Um, I had to make my decisions of which one, you know, which direction was I going to go because she has so many fabulous books did I want to go back in and, and reread some of when I was a lot younger or do I do I want to just start here with this trilogy so these three books that probably could be as standalones because the uh, librarian did not even know they would read Raimi but they had not read the other two they didn't know it was a series or that it connected so I'm looking forward to reading it and um So if you guys have never read Ramey Nightingale and you guys want to, you're looking for your next read, get the Tale of Despero first and then move from that. Um, I did go on and spend some time after reading, looking at the reviews of the Tale of Despero and reading what other people, you know, just readers on Amazon were saying about the book. And if you do that, if you read a book and you love it, it's really good to look at the reviews because it can help you build up your armor when it's time for you to receive your reviews um, because not all reviews come in a five-star package even for a newberry winner and so that can give us hope when we see a review and we say wow man I wish that they would have loved it well of course but then you just got to go on and I know authors I have I've heard tale of authors who don't even look at their reviews period they write their books they tour they go on about their lives and they don't even spend a minute um, you know hashing out and looking over reviews and so one day you know that would be really good maybe for us that if if we can get to that point that that we take the good with the bad with just a grain of salt and we move and i told my husband i was like well at least i started off we have very strong reviews i got a wonderful email from someone from the Hartwell chronicles who had finished the book it was a glowing report um Even though it's not on social media and and nobody else can see it, it did my heart well, and the Lord knew what I needed. I got a glowing report from the Rapture Revolution from my friend Anne, and the Lyric. And she gave that one an unputdownable stars. Um, And then I had um, someone else do a fabulous review on Lyric. And they put it on Goodreads. And I'm like, you know, that's what I need. I just need that one to get me started. That was the positives. <laughs> and now, Lord, just let it. Just let them be. And I'm going to try not to obsess or, or worry that um, whatever. Just let them be, Lord. They're for you. They're for you, Jesus. Just take them on. So... I say all of that just to try to encourage you guys not to get yourself lost down into rabbit holes of worry or procrastination. Let things sink in to you to the point where it stops your progress. Um, after I finished the tale of Despero, we talked together. My son and I had this discussion about what makes a book a book for you that you just you know, it resonates with you, that you love. And I told you guys on the way home yesterday, I was talking about it and I was saying, if the book sticks with you, it's almost like the characters have sticky pads on their fingers and they're sticking themselves into your heart and you're just holding on to them. They're there. You can't let them go. And that's what happened with the tale of Despero for me. Now, he agrees with me, and he said, well, think of Harry Potter, and here we are in book three, we're reading The Prisoner of Azkaban, we're almost finished, we're like at page 340, we're getting so close, oh my gosh, it's like painful, I just want to sit and read, 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 but we also have math and every other thing we have to do, <laughs> but I'm telling you, we're we're almost finished, but he was like, think of Harry Potter, he said, "There." this was my son, my 12-year-old, he said, there could be a thousand books on wizards and witches and schools and he said what was it it was harry he's like harry the character harry the characters hagrid i'm like you're right son you're right i'm like when she built that world her characters were that world And they stick to you. They stick to your heart. Hermione, she's my girl. She sticks to my heart. She has been there since day one. And now I have this, like Ron, this newfound respect for Hermione in book three of how she's developing into herself. And um, I absolutely love that character. I love Harry. Um, Love Ron. Love Hagrid love McGonagall and Dumbledore. I could keep going, y'all. I love the Weasleys. And so, you know, looking looking over Sam's shoulder as he reads, what is it? What is it that makes him make comments? What is it that makes him stop and pause? And it's the character. That's all. That's it. The character. And so, with, when we know these things when we're writing, it helps us to be more cognizant of our own characters. And that's, that's what matters to me. When I got my review of Lyric, and y'all, it is hilarious what happened. So I'm about to go to the event. I'm about to go to my speaking engagement at the university library. And I'm just pulling up and checking everything. And I go to the email that I must have used to sign in with BookBub. And I have not been on BookBub in ages, and I've got to go in and update my author profile. I haven't been on there. I started an account. If you do not have an account on BookBub, you can have a free account. I suggest that you do so. So I received a review on BookBub and Goodreads, and I didn't even know that they were there. And the one thing that stood out to me in the review is that they said the characters were real. And I'm like, yes, that's, that's it. That's what I want. And my podcast kind of ended abruptly yesterday because I got a, a phone call from work. And then I had to carry that one all the way home. And then when I got home, it was my kids and I didn't get back onto the podcast. But what I was finishing up talking about yesterday was that if you read Lyric or if you read My Style in the Raptor or if you get uh, Victoria in the Heartwell Chronicles, and you love her. I told my husband what happens, hopefully, will be the same thing that happens with, like, V.C. Andrews. Once I met Heaven in the V.C. Andrews series that she wrote, then I wanted to read everything else that V.C. Andrews wrote. And so then Flowers of the Attic, and then, you know, you just keep naming the work. And it's because I loved the way she wrote I love how she crafted characters so hopefully that's what will be with my work is that when people will start to read my material they may fall in love with the way that I write and say you know what you know I can get beyond some little simple thing like grammar maybe (laughs) you say that's not simple but you know if there's a something here or a there because the story is where it's at. And that's what the review said. I was like, thank you. And then I told my husband, I was like, I'm wondering if they got the one before it was um, professionally edited. Like, because the review was so long ago, that even could have been before I put up the updated versions. So, all of the, everything else has been updated. Everything else is, is fresh and new with Ingram Spark. so I'm hoping that uh, with any new purchases it will be the updated editions that's what it's supposed to do um, and then my old works not the ones that that needed the editing piece because like if I put wand instead of hand or you know those were simple typo mistakes and we found all of them and well, we found so many fixed them all so let's just hope the right one is now out there circulating Um, But I will say that, you know, reading The Tale of Despero and just just experiencing those characters and then talking about it just gave me just this deeper understanding. And that's where I had an an author who was an aspiring author the other day tell me, but I don't do the reading. I I don't read. I don't have time to read. And I'm like, oh, no, no, you cannot have that mentality because that used to be me. I used to say the same thing. I used to be like, I can't read other people's work. I'm scared to read other people's. Guys, you need to be reading in your genre, but you also need to go wide. I'm telling you, every time I read a book now, I'm reading it with not just for the enjoyment and for the love and joy of reading, but I'm reading it with the author's lens. And I really, you know, implore you to continue up your habits of reading and taking that time for yourself. So even if that means turning to audiobook. My husband, he was shocked about audiobook. He didn't know quite know that a lot of people. I'm like, my librarians love audiobooks. Like it's not just for, um, you know, a small population of individuals. There are many, many people now that are navigating towards audiobooks because of such a busy lifestyle, and we can listen in the go on the car, you know, in our with our headphones, and it's like, you know, that, that is a huge market, too, and so he was really shocked. He asked me, why did I keep bringing up that lyric was an audio, and I'm like, because it's another possible format that people enjoy reading from, so... You know if you're having trouble with time management doing an audio um getting an audible subscription that might be something worth your while i have a kindle unlimited subscription and an audible subscription now um i have advanced (laughs) to um to both of those but i will tell you um just having the opportunity to read even if it's 15 20 minutes a day you know, try to try to put it in there somewhere in your schedule. Even if you're listening to audio while you're eating your lunch, whatever it is that you can fit in and squeeze and do, I would say do it. So I was one nap successful again yesterday, and it allowed me to finish the book um, after homeschool last night. Uh, my son comes down and he goes, "Why are you up so late, Mama?" And I'm like, because I'm working on fi- you know, finishing my edits. And he was like, what do you got now? And somehow, and I don't know how, my son missed that I wrote a book for Mama. He missed that I was doing the Magical Christmas Wedding for her. And I'm like, how did you miss that I just wrote this homearchy-type book that could be like, a, like one of those holiday movies? He was like, Mama, you haven't told me. Then I was like, what? How did... How did I not tell my son this? And we talk about books all the time. And so we had a discussion about the book, and I told him pretty much the premise of it, like what you guys know about her traveling back in time to 1955. And he was like, that sounds so cool. And I'm like, yep. I said, I hope it is. And I'm like, Rambo's represented as Jolly in there, so my English bulldog is a character. And he loved that. And so he's like, but why are you up so late? And I'm like, because baby mommy's got deadlines. Like, I really need to do this and I need to edit this work. Um, and so he understands that this life, yeah, it takes work. We have to fit in time and it cuts into some of my sleep time. And, and I know it might not, you guys are saying you're not healthy, but there's so much that I want to accomplish and just not enough hours in the day. And I'm not the Simpsons where they can clone Homer. I love that episode. I'm like, you know, you can't clone me. I, you know, I've got to figure out ways to do this. So by me eliminating one nap, I still met my goal of finishing, you know, the Tale of Despero. And it rejuvenated me. It gives me the energy that I need to then go into my own book in a renewed sense, you know, just this renewed appreciation for editing. Because what I was thinking after I walked away from her work is just how clean her work is. It's just—it's not extraneous words. It's just clean sentences, and I know that she's writing for the young literature population, the 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 children's literature uh, realm. But that could go for any of us to think of our sentences as being clean sentences, as cleaning them up tidying them up. And so here I was imagining myself, Mary Poppins coming into chaos and disorder and coming in with my umbrella and my little curtsy going, okay, let me go back into my story now and let me take out as many just as I can. Let me take out as many that's as I can. And so that was the edit. I went through those, and then I started again on just a word processor, let's find comma problems, um, what my word processor could pick up, and so that's what I was working on when I just could not take it anymore, and my husband finished playing his game, and he was like, I'll work on this next part tomorrow, (laughs) I guess he was getting a little frustrated that he kept dying, and I was like, okay, so does that mean we're going up now, and he was like, yep. I'm like, okay, I guess I got to cut it off. Let me save it. And I put the book to bed. And so by me going in with that Mary Poppins attitude and that visualization, as weird and kooky as that sounds to maybe some of you, little tricks like that, the way that I engage with my worlds, the way I engage with just the whole process of writing, just helps me stay lighthearted with it. Because editing can be a tremendous burden and a stressful time because there's nobody, I don't care who you are, there is nobody that wants to put out a book with errors in it. And we read Harry. When we're reading Harry out loud, Sam will catch something, and he'll say, "Do you think that's how that sentence is supposed to be?" And I'm like, "Well, they were close. Um, let's just keep reading. We know what they meant. That was or this was a convoluted type sentence, or this could have been, you know, yeah. Trust me, nobody wants that. Nobody wants a chaotic, messy manuscript. But we are human. We are not perfect." And if I have the thousands of dollars that other authors have, you know, to put into an editor, trust me, I would be in line to do that. But I've got to now worry about a battery for my car. And you guys say, come on, Jennifer. No, I'm serious. Guys, teacher salaries are public. You can go right on anywhere and you can look to see what a teacher is making. (laughs) And with a family as large as we have and the demands that we have there's no way I can pump you know money into this author life. I am doing the best that I can with grammarly pro writing aid um, friends, and the two free edits that I did receive for Bridges and Lyric were life changing for those books like they really saved them. They were like. You know wonderful and then my friend has offered to read a magical christmas wedding but she's in the middle of finishing up one of her series books and i don't want to do that to her her time is also precious and she's like no i need the distraction let me get into your work but i'm i feel like tremendous guilt asking my friend to do that because i know that she's on a roll with her books and so you know, I just pray that the Lord will continue to open doors for me. Um, who knows? There might be editor out there who says, you know what? I'm gonna help this girl out. I feel led. The Lord wants me to do some volunteer work. <laughs> and it happened again. Hey, it's happened twice already. I'm praying that it can happen again. You never know with the Lord what He can hook up with me with someone. But I mean... You know, I have to go into my edits in a lighthearted mood. So think of me as the Mary Poppins showing up at the door. That was me last night. I was actually doing that and then going in and just looking at just in a new way, not so tired about it, knowing that it was for a purpose, looking at my sentences then how they were written. When I would find the just on the page, I would just still randomly look at sentences and then say, how can I clean and tidy this up? How can I present it in its best possible way? Let us have some manners here. And so here I am, role-playing within my own book and making it like a game and finding ways that I could, you know, put new life, breathe new life into the book. And so that's what I did last night, the ending. Still stays with me. Um, it is stuck on my heart and it will not move. So I went back in last night before going to bed. This was what um, I was working on too, was just rereading the dialogue piece at the ending. And of course, I had to add another stream of dialogue to it. I felt like it made it stronger. I still have time now to go back in and, and check it again. But, you know. These daily walks with my characters just makes me fall in love with them even more. I get to know them even more. Now that I'm just reading them, I'm predicting more, I'm inferring more of, of what th- this could be and, and how I can add and um, just living with them. Writing them the way that I do, just with the sustained writing especially, you know, I'm I'm in their world, I let them speak their truths, I, I honor that blank page, I tell you guys that's where it needs to start. And then once I I get them down, coming back in, it's like meeting an old friend. It's like it's like seeing my cousin at a John Blue festival and I had not seen him for years and we pick right back up in conversation as if we were still sitting at my kitchen table. That's the kind of feeling that I have when I knock on the door and my books let me in. And so visualizing things like that maybe can help you when you're editing, when you're trying to, to write and, and work through and just asking your characters give me permission to work with you because you know i'm not trying to hurt you at all i'm trying to put on the best face that i can for you i'm trying to present you in a way that the readers you know can understand you because <laughs> just what's in my head might not mean that it's the best way um but i know that with the help of the holy spirit you know the reader can hopefully connect deeper into the book And it can latch on to their spirit and their heart with sticky tape, sticky fingers. Um, And so I hope that just me rambling this morning on, on where I am in my author journey, maybe you could pick up some tips along the way. I know that it's really, to me, important for you guys to always venture out, venture out of your comfort zone. And if that means attending events, even if, if you can't attend events, like let's say, here I was living back in Maxton, we did not have any author writing events that I was aware of um, that I could ever really attend except Book of North Carolina, and that was one that I did attend, but you know, other than that, I really didn't quite know what was out there in the author community until i moved up to the city and then everything just starts kind of falling in place the more i research the more my eyes have layers peeled back you know it's just like a complex onion here and i'm constantly peeling back the layers Um, and yes i could eat an onion like an apple Uh, my son can too i love onions so don't joke but you know even if you can't Find the, the avenues to be able to go and see it and listen to authors and, and um, hear authors' journey stories. I would suggest that you go on YouTube and do it. Just start listening to authors on YouTube. Talk about their craft, their work, their inspirations. Um, you will find that it's just quite lovely to do. And so I challenge you to do that today. That's what this episode pretty much has started with. And now I'm going to try to wrap it up. And I talked to my husband about staying with Kate DiCamillo's work. I'm really glad that the Lord brought me to this. And let me just say this. If this is all a hoax and I just got set up and punked, Um, big time in my life and I'm actually not going to meet Kate it's okay you know what's important is that I'm in her work and it has pushed me into her worlds and I'm learning and I've learned so much from reading the tale of Despero as an author and now that I'm reading Ramey Nightingale and this is in the middle grades love in the area that um, my heart is living and I said that last night to my friend Carol we were talking about the tale of Despero, and I told her that now that you know, now that I'm going to be moving on and, and reading for Beverly right here, so I'm needing, you know, I need to read these three together. Um, after I wrote the Rapture Revolution and Lyric Harper, looking back over my whole writing year, as much as I love every single one of my books. There is a special place where I realized where my heart lives, and my heart lives amongst children's literature and and juvenile fiction. My heart seems to navigate there more um, than any other place that I would have ever known. And I've always had a love, always had a love for um, middle grades fiction. Um, If you look at my top list now really considering it we've got Harry Potter we've got the Hobbit we've got Narnia we have the bronze bow think about if I had to pick like my favorite books and even a walk to remember could be considered middle grades YA even a middle grades could read that book I mean seriously thinking about that list I didn't notice it before until now, just talking it out with you guys. Like, what is even my top 10 books of all time? And I made that list for my readers, and I placed it on my Jen Lowry Writes blog, so that way, if anybody ever wanted to know, you know, what were my favorites, of course, Pride and Prejudice is on there. That's a YA, an adult read. Um, They read it at the high school level still, but... That's where my that's where overall my books are living in middle grades and children's books. The Trumpet of the Swan. I mean, oh my gosh. If I if I really start thinking about this, that that's fascinating to me that it took me reading A Tale of Despera The Tale of Despero, talking it out with Carol, writing middle grades And that's where I employ you not to think that you're just in this little box. That you never know what the Lord has in store for you. So if you're a nonfiction writer out there, you never know. If you're a fiction writer, you might write nonfiction one day. You never know. And then you might find your place. I love writing nonfiction. Writing the Everyday Mom Challenge. Um, I love to hear... You know the excitement around the everyday mom challenge and when people go oh I can't you know I can't wait to experience this with my children this is such a great idea oh I've not seen anything like it and to know that I've put out something unique about the challenge books um, I'm proud of that I, I love those books I can stand behind my nonfiction work and I lived there for a long time and if you would ask me oh I love reading You know, autobiographies, I love nonfiction work, Um, and then it moved, it changed over time as I changed. And I will say to you, always be ready and be open to allow the Lord for these opportunities to come for you to write. Just honor the page, and you never know where God will take you, and you never know where God will fit you in, where He will place you. There is a need for a time of us to be in a place where we can just be willing and open to follow God's lead. And that's what I'm trying my best to do. I'm not perfect at it. I still have my days of doubt and discouragement. It was funny that yesterday... Two of my Christian friends reached out to me, and I don't know if my Holy Spirit was sending out signals out in the world, but I had an, are you okay text without the person even seeing me. Um, And I'm like, okay, I I I just won a $3,000 literacy grant. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm excited right now. I just won the grant. They're like, no, but are you okay? And I'm thinking, what are they feeling and sensing? What is out there? Um, I put nothing. It's not like I go and put anything on social media. I don't, I don't do any things like that. And I'm like, then another friend of mine wrote me such a long, encouraging text message. It was like a book telling me about their husband's birthday and all about the things that they were up to and just telling me that I was on their heart and they just wanted to reach out to me. And I'm like, Lord, it was so nice to get those um conversations um, between other Christian friends of mine, one's an author, one is not. And I'm like, yeah, we also need, you know, when I get down or I get discouraged, it's good to know that the Holy Spirit does bring me people in my life for a boost and a pickup and a prayer. And so I do ask for you guys to continue to pray for me. I'm continuing to pray for you. As we balance and learn, you know how to handle our lives and and how we're working for the Lord. Let us continue to do it in all that we do. Let us work for the Lord, um, in all ways, not for human masters, and and let's stay positive. You know, let's continue to strive. You know, to do this work so that we can reach other people for Jesus. And like I said, to. Um, Dr. Robert, who had me come in and and give the presentation, you know, I was like, I came all this way, you know, for that one girl, for that one poet who can now step into, you know, her identity as a writer, as a poet, and I'm like, you know, to embrace that and to know that I'm out there, maybe it's nothing about my work at all. But maybe my work can lead me to help reach other people in a way that they might be willing to start their voice and their work and honor their blank page. And so all of this research that I do, all of the writing that I do and the worlds that I create, yes, I love Lyric Harper. And yes, I want her to be successful. I want my narrator um, to have success because we're on a shared royalties so i want her also she's the sweetest little thing like i want my books to succeed but the lord may be saying hey it's not about your books at all it's about what you're learning And then you tell everybody else around you it's about them not you and i'm like yay use me that way too lord Because then that means you can go out and do what the Lord has called you to do. And you can honor your page with a renewed sense of hope, encouragement, and just a tip or two. Maybe maybe that's what it's all about. And I have to constantly remind myself that. And still praying for the Lord to sustain me as well. So this month-by-month living... We're making it through and, and we're almost to the end of the month. My favorite holiday, Halloween is coming up. And um, more about that later. And uh, I'll tell you guys how my scare house is, is gonna be shaping up soon. I already have my costume. Um, really excited about it. But the you know, the Lord gives me, you know, these little these little moments in my writing life for that encouragement, and, and I'm always having things to look forward to, I'm always having that next thing, and it just keeps me going. So if people say, well, well how does Jennifer do it? They, they always ask, how do you beat this procrastination? How do you keep going? I have no other choice but to do so. Because I look at this life not as a job, not as an extra income, but as a calling and a passion for the Lord. And to do what the Lord has called me to do in the only way that I know how. And that's giving my time and my energy and what I have left to Him. So that He can take what little I give and make it into what He wants it to be. A lot more than I could ever do on my own. And so maybe that can help someone today. I hope so. I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. And... Um, I'm really looking forward to today. Thursdays are my favorite day of my work week because we have Best Buddies Book Club. And I'm going to share a little bit about Best Buddies Book Club. Um, I'll probably talk more about it this afternoon. I'm so thankful that I did win the grant yesterday. I wrote another I've, I wrote another grant. Hopefully, I'm going to win that one. I'm still waiting. And I'm writing one more um, to help with the Best Buddies Book Club. And I, I can talk that out with you guys before I start writing that tomorrow. But um, just celebrating the, the, the little small successes and the big successes. Uh, and celebrate authors. And celebrate your writer friends. And, and always look out for each other. And um, I'm just praying that you will continue to do that. And, um, and I hope you have a blessed day. Okay, bye guys.